cattle futures, especially feeder cattle, provided some optimism to start the week. U.S. beef exports are on a tear. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point for June 15th, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Last week was another round of volatile price swings in cattle and grain futures, but by the end of last week and the beginning of this one, cattle were winning. Corn futures closed an average of 20 cents lower through the front six contracts week to week on Monday. That opened the door for feeder cattle futures, which closed an average of $4.30 higher week to week on Monday, from $3.60 to $4.90 higher. With little light until the end of the week, though, cash calves and feeder cattle sold from $3.100 weight lower to a dollar higher on a national basis, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service, but that was with 105,000 head more trading compared to the previous holiday-shortened week. Although feed costs are higher and fed cattle prices are stagnant, AMS analysts say with the back months of live cattle futures on either side of $130, there's still plenty of interest in feeding cattle. At the same time, Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, says in his weekly market comments, it's unlikely market volatility will end anytime soon which means cattle producers will most likely have to market cattle into an uncertain market. He adds that key elements of current uncertainty include feed costs, consumer beef demand, and the future cattle supply. With thoughts on feed, the latest monthly world agricultural supply and demand estimates from USDA last week left the projected season average farm price for corn for 2021-22 unchanged at $5.70 a bushel. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at CAFnews.net. It includes everything from a look at consumer beef perceptions to a look at the Innovative Beef Marketing Group as well as a dive into Greeley Hatworks. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices last week were at mostly $119 to $120 a hundredweight in the Southern Plains on a live basis, at $120 in Nebraska, and at $120 to $121 in the Western Corn Belt. Dress trade was at $190 to $191. In other words, prices continued in the well-worn, steady rut. According to Griffith, the takeaway from this steady trade is that the third and fourth quarter prices are shaping up to be fairly strong if prices increase seasonally going into the fourth quarter. Based on current price strength, USDA forecasts the five area direct fed steer price for this year at $117 a hundred weight. Projected average prices in the latest WASD are $120 in the second quarter, $115 in the third quarter, and $120 in the fourth quarter. Live cattle futures closed an average of $2.09 higher week-to-week on Monday, from $1.32 to $3.50 higher. 
gains were more subdued than for feeder cattle to start the week, perhaps by what appears to be post-top wholesale beef prices for a while. Choice box beef cutout value was $3.13 lower week-to-week on Monday at $335.47 100 weight. Select was $5.76 lower at $303.41. Noting the high box beef prices and extraordinary beef margins, Stephen Kuntz, agricultural economist at Colorado State University, says there's some refilling of meat product pipelines, supply chains continue to adjust to changes in product flows, and there's substantial improvement in consumer demand. All three are occurring, strengthening prices, and some portion will likely persist into the future. And that's with heavy production. According to AMS, through May, total cattle slaughter was about 6% more than the five-year average, while beef cattle slaughter, including cows and bulls, was running about 8% more. They add that about 1.4 million more beef cows were slaughtered this year than the same period last year and the most since 2010. In the latest issue of In the Cattle Markets, Kuntz explains that U.S. beef exports also remain strong, helping lift beef byproduct prices to levels last seen several years ago. At the same time, plenty of pessimism continues to shroud live cattle markets. Kuntz explains the Saturday kill has routinely been more than 60,000 head per week and packers are running at capacity. In other words, he explains, there's no way for packers to run harder than they currently are. Remember, you can get free daily market highlights and comments and the Cattle Current podcast available at www.cattlecurrent.com. U.S. beef exports set another new value record in April at $808.3 million, up 35% from a year ago, according to data released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Export volume was 23% more year-over-year and the fifth largest on record at 121,050 metric tons. While certainly positive and encouraging, Dan Hallstrom, U.S. MEF President and CEO cautions that the COVID-19 pandemic remains a major concern for the U.S. meat industry, including the uncertain business climate in many export destinations, as well as logistical challenges that include container shortages and ongoing vessel congestion at many U.S. ports. Beef export value per head of fed slaughter reached a new monthly high in April at $367.45. In his weekly market comments, Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, notes, U.S. beef exports this year are forecast to exceed the level of the last two years and perhaps that of the record year in 2018. Peel explains beef exports represent a component of total beef demand in terms of quantity and value. He adds that beef exports represent a wide range of product types and qualities exported to various markets which augment domestic beef demand by providing markets for products less desired here in the U.S. but prized elsewhere. Finally, in this edition, USDA announced Friday it's beginning work on three proposed rules to support enforcement of the Packers and Stockyards Act. In making the announcement, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack explained 
The Packers and Stockyards Act is a vital tool for protecting farmers and ranchers from excessive concentration and unfair, deceptive practices in the poultry, hog, and cattle markets. But the law is 100 years old and needs to take into account modern market dynamics. Earlier last week, USDA announced $4 billion in assistance as part of the Build Back Better initiative, an effort designed to strengthen and transform critical parts of the U.S. food system. Investments made through the initiative will include a mix of grants, loans, and innovative financing to address the shortage of small meat processing facilities across the country, as well as the necessary local and regional food system infrastructure needed to support them. And that's your June 15th CAF News Price Point with Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening. Thank you.